Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I would like to add hello to our new listeners in China and Bulgaria. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I have gone international. Not only do I have listeners here in the United States, uh, I also have listeners in the UK, in China, and in Bulgaria now. So hello to all of you out there. If you'd like to hit me up with a hello back, then send me an email at docbryantshow, that's all one word, docbryantshow, at zohomail.com, Z-O-H-O, mail.com. Well, let's start out talking Trump, ladies and gentlemen. And Trump is at the top of the pack, surprise, surprise, of the uh, straw poll done at Turning Point Action's GOP primary uh, conference, and that was in Florida. Uh, again, this is really no surprise whatsoever. Let's take a look here. This is a story out of Breitbart. All right. Attendees at a major conservative conference over the weekend overwhelmingly voted for former President Donald Trump in a Republican presidential primary straw poll. According to the Trafalgar Group poll, attendees at the Turning Point Action Conference in West Palm Beach, Florida, chose Trump at 87.5%. 87.5%. Among Republican candidates and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who did not show up at a at a political action conference in Florida, only got 4.3 percent of the vote. DeSantis actually came in third behind businessman Perry Johnson, who I have never heard of, who garnered 7.8 percent despite the conference happening in the governor's own state. About 3,000 attendees responded to the poll, half of the approximate 6,000 total attendees. Half of the attendees were between the ages of 18 and 21, while the other half were of varying ages. Trump attended the event on Saturday, delivering a lengthy speech that covered a number of different topics. Meanwhile, DeSantis did not attend the event in his home state. His campaign press secretary, Brian Griffin, um, I guess not that Brian Griffin, said in a statement to the Washington Examiner, I'd love to do it in his voice, but I'm not going to. Governor DeSantis spent the day with Iowans and spoke to a packed house at the Tennessee GOP statesman's dinner later that night. This was a day after he delivered the strongest interview at the Family Leadership Summit, which Donald Trump notably skipped. Ron DeSantis is campaigning to win. This is this is what is currently referred to as copium. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron DeSantis didn't show up to uh, this uh, 
turning point uh, event in Florida. He didn't show up to the turning point event in Florida because he knew how badly he was going to show in his own state. He knew and he knows that Trump is so far ahead in the polls that he, he can't win. He knows he can't win. The thing that he is hanging on to, the, the belief, the incorrect belief that he is hanging on to, is that Trump's uh, manufactured legal issues are going to stop him and that he will get the nomination after Trump has quit. And, and he thinks that Trump is going to quit because of these legal issues. It's not going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody knows all Republican voters, or the vast majority of Republican vote voters, know for a fact that every single one of these indictments, every single one of these investigations from the day he rode down that escalator until now have been nothing but one giant witch hunt, an attempt to stop Donald Trump from becoming president of the United States and from back then governing as a proper president of the United States. They did everything they could and are still doing everything they can to damage him. But ladies and gentlemen, it's not him. It's not him that they're interested in shutting up. It's us. Ron DeSantis is a puppet for the establishment GOP. The establishment GOP are desperately trying to maintain control of the Republican Party, but it's too late for them. It is far too late for them. Trump has irrevocably changed the Republican Party into what Dr. Steve Turley refers to uh, very properly as instead of the grand old party, which is the establishment GOP, it is the GOPP, the grand old patriot party. We, the people, are taking back the Republican Party and we, the people, are going to be taking back our nation because just as just as the Republican establishment is fading into obscurity, so are the establishment Democrats. Both the old-line GOP and the establishment Democrats are a holdover from a world that no longer exists. The world is expanding into, or I should say, actually, um, I guess one could say that it's contracting. It is going back into what it was originally meant to be. And that is a bunch of nation states. They are going back to culture 
They are going back to religion. They are eschewing. They are, they are turning their back on globalism. And again, the, 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 the whole concept was after World War II, the, the big battle was for global domination. And it was between communism and capitalism. And when communism fell, the capitalists, the globalist capitalists, believed that they had won and that they were going to dominate the world. But that's not what was happening. With the fall of the Soviet Union, that was actually the beginning of the end of globalism. And globalism has been uh, falling apart ever since. And now we're seeing the end of it so that you've got desperate attempts by organizations such as the World Economic Forum, such as the United Nations, desperately trying uh, uh, Nazi fascist tactics to try to regain control over the entire world. And it's not happening. Instead, the world is breaking up into culture, into different religions again, into nation-states, people embracing the cultures of their nations. Sometimes this Sometimes this is based on race to a certain extent, but uh, race is more a construct. As far as I'm concerned, it's, it's, it's something that we made up in order to, to divide people, but, but culture is not so much. And culture is largely, I think, based on language. As a matter of fact, I know it because, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I studied linguistics in college. And if you want to know a language, you have to know the culture. So, so nations are actually broken up into cultures. They're broken up into linguistic groups. And as proof of this, you can go back to the story of the Tower of Babel, or as they say in the UK, for those of my UK listeners out there, Bobble. Anyway... Um, that's what's going on. And that is why you've got Trump, uh, ahead so much in the polls because the people of the United States, we, the people of the United States are claiming our culture and our culture is based on the declaration of independence and the constitution of the United States as they were written. We the people of the United States are rebels. We will not be ruled. We are rulers. We, the people, are rulers. Now, obviously, this does not, this is an anomaly in the rest of the world. The rest of the world, uh, they rely on uh, rulership of one kind or another, and uh, that is that is bearing itself out uh, in in these other cultures. Most unfortunately, like in India. Uh, now, I I 
I applaud this uh, new regionalization that's occurring. But at the same time, um, there are some negative aspects that go along with it as well, because uh, freedom and liberty around the world are going to suffer in certain areas because these other cultures just are not as dedicated to individual liberty as we in the United States are. But that's what the United States is for. That's why people want to come to the United States. That's why people are clamoring to come to the United States. And that's why we should allow the people that want to come to the United States, that want to uh, become American citizens, to come to the United States. But, again, getting back to what's going on politically here in the United States, uh, because I digress, as I frequently do, and am allowed to do because this is my podcast, um, that's why Trump is surging. And that's why Trump is ultimately going to win. We are not going to tolerate these Stalin-esque tactics by the Democrat Party. Uh, those tactics need to be dealt with the criminal behavior of the Democrat Party, the criminal behavior of the establishment Republicans needs to be addressed. The criminal behavior of the globalists needs to be addressed. It needs to be punished in as much as it affected the United States and we the people. We, the people, are not going to tolerate it. And Trump has indicated more than once that he is planning on dealing with just that kind of thing and just those kind of people. Trump has actually indicated, and we're going to get into this a little bit more uh, in detail later, but he's actually indicated that he knows that he made a huge mistake in his first uh, uh run as, well, in his first presidential um, uh, term in office, he made a huge mistake in, in trusting the establishment Republicans because they were out to torpedo him, and by extension, us, we the people who elected him, rightly elected him, legitimately elected him, they were trying to torpedo the will of the people, and he's aware of that now. And so he has indicated, and we're going to get more into that again later, that uh, he plans on uh, making better choices. As a matter of fact, it is my understanding that he has already assembled uh, a large portion of the people that he is going to put in place uh, that are more trustworthy and that their job is going to be to uh, clean up, primarily their job is going to be to clean up the federal bureaucracy and uh, clean out the activists within the federal bureaucracy and turn them back into the public servants that they are supposed to be. Uh, but again, we'll get into that a little bit later. Back to this straw poll. 
for attendees' second preference, half of the respondents chose Vivek Ramaswamy, which I have to agree, Ramaswamy has been saying a lot of the right things. Now, I believe, just based on what Ramaswamy is saying, the fact that he has not been overly aggressive towards Trump, that he is actually running for a VP spot, if not a VP spot, certainly a high-level cabinet spot. And I have to say that he's doing a good job. And I think he is definitely earning a very high-level uh, cabinet spot uh, in the future Trump administration, should that come about. Assuming that my uh, previous predictions uh, about a uh, national divorce do not occur. A little, little bit of interesting stuff on that uh, as well that we can talk about a little bit later. Um, let's see. Vivek Ramaswamy, who also spoke at the conference and was swarmed by attendees afterwards. Again, I really like what he's been saying. 21% named Trump as their second choice. And 13.5% chose DeSantis. Turning Point founder and CEO Charlie Kirk, love him. Uh, by the way, you can catch him on Rumble. Uh, that's I am also there for my videos and stuff. He, he is on Rumble. Love his show. Uh, fantastic stuff there. Really, really good guy. Really good Christian guy. Uh, let's see. Turning Point founder CEO Charlie Kirk told the examiner, the straw poll demonstrates that President Trump remains the single most dominant force among the conservative grassroots. That's true. All the attacks against him have seemingly made him even more strong, uh, even stronger and more popular among the conservative faithful. This is an absolute certainty. And this scares the hell out of the establishment. Republicans and the Democrats, quite frankly. Kirk added that conference goers expressed to him disappointment that DeSantis did not come. What's so clear, this is Kirk again, is that Governor DeSantis's decision not to come to this event probably hurt his showing in this poll. That makes sense. There are a lot of people here who have a lot of respect for the governor, and so do I, quite frankly, and what he's done in Florida. But I was approached multiple times by attendees telling me they were disappointed he didn't come, and that's evident in the poll results. Vivek showed up and gave a great speech, and he was the clear second-choice favorite among our people. Kirk called the event and attendees the pulse of the grassroots. I believe he's right about that as well. Two other Republican presidential candidates spoke at the event, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchins and Miami Mayor Francis Suarez. Okay, as for Asa Hutchins, Asa Hutchins' chance of a shot at anything uh Certainly a shot at the White House ever again. 
but uh, definitely a shot at, in, in the future Trump administration or in a future Trump administration is gone. It's over because of what uh, Tucker Carlson did to him at the, uh, uh, oh gosh, what was that uh, thing that Blaze, Blaze Media presidential uh, conference. Tucker Carlson, while we're speaking of, of the new conservative movement, the, the, the uh, return of the patriot, Tucker Carlson is now the voice of the Patriot Party, the grand old Patriot Party, the Republican Patriot Party. Um, there's no question. So if Trump is the political head, then, then the media head is definitely Tucker Carlson. And Tucker Carlson absolutely destroyed Asa Hutchins. He destroyed um, uh, Mike Pence. It was beautiful. It was brilliant. It was wonderful. Uh, he called out Nikki Haley. He got, um, uh, what was that guy? Uh, Tim Scott. Uh, he got Tim Scott and exposed him uh, for being a neocon. Uh, or he's a hawk. The guy is, he's a globalist as well. As a matter of fact, Tim Scott has even said himself that he approached the Democrats first. Uh, to be a candidate, but the Democrats said that basically the Democrats said they had enough black people as potential candidates. And so he went to the Republicans and the Republicans put him up and the Republicans were glad to put him up because they could put him up as an establishment person. They could put him up as a rhino because most of the rhinos out there are actually Democrats in all but label Diablos as uh, Dr. Uh, Steve Turley uh, put it, Steve Turley, who you can also get on Rumble with me. Um, so, yes, uh, most of your uh, establishment Republicans are actually Democrats, like um, the uh, uh, John Cornyn we have here in Texas. John Cornyn is a Democrat. He is 100% dyed-in-the-wool Democrat, but the, the thing is, the only way you can get elected in Texas is to be a Republican. So you just be a Democrat who runs as a Republican and you get elected. And people know that now. All of these establishment people, all of these establishment Republicans are actually Democrats. They're globalists. And that's why they're losing the Republican Party. And that's why, as I predicted a long time ago, what's going to happen is that what's left of the establishment Democrats, and that ain't much because most of them are septuagenarians and octogenarians, are going to mesh with the current rhinos and they're going to become a new Democrat party uh, or something along those lines. I don't know what they're going to call themselves, but that's ultimately what's going to happen once we finally wrest control of the Republican Party from their greedy little clutches. Now, back to the story here real quick. 
former Vice President Mike Pence, Senator Tim Scott, former Ambassador to the United States Nikki Haley and DeSantis, were all reportedly invited but didn't show up. As far as Vice President, 30% of respondents said Carrie Lake, which is who I am backing personally. 24% said Representative Byron Donalds, somebody who I'm not familiar with, but I will now become familiar with. And 22% said Ramaswamy. I am perfectly okay with Carrie Lake and or Ramaswamy. Currently, Carrie Lake, it is my understanding. I mean, she's still fighting uh, for the governorship in Arizona. Um, and, and I support her in that. I really don't. I just think that Arizona is too far gone right now. I think it is too bent. I think that the cartels have their clutches too deeply embedded in local politics, and that includes the judicial branch, which is why she's having such a hard time. Uh, it's it, the, the thing that needs to change in Arizona, and there's only one thing that needs to change, and that might even be in, uh, in the cards, is uh, Maricopa County. The Maricopa County Board of Electors, and uh, the board uh, needs to change down there. And again, that may happen because uh, the, uh, the, the mastermind of the theft of the governor's uh, office in Maricopa County apparently is going to stick around for the 2024 election so that he can uh, secure Arizona for the Democrats. But after that, he's planning on stepping down. And I think the reason he's planning on stepping down is because he knows that he's going to get voted out. So uh, perhaps in 2024 is when he's going to get voted out. So he's going to step down after he gets voted out, basically, is is the thing. Um, and Carrie Lake has also indicated that she is interested in running for Senate, which honestly, this is tough. I would, this is where I would rather see Carrie Lake as vice president, because uh, as most of you should know, if you do not know, the vice president of the United States is president of the Senate and can hold a lot of influence over the Senate, while we certainly need to uh, extricate, to uh, remove as the cancer they are, the rhinos from the United States Senate. It would also be good, but either way, if Trump wins, we're going to have a Republican as president of the Senate whether it's Carrie Lake or whether it's Ramaswamy or whomever, it would be good to have uh, a really solid conservative kick uh, some tail, especially uh, take a seat from the Democrats in Arizona. So I'm going to have to say that I almost prefer Carrie Lake to stay running for the Senate seat 
uh, and to try to take the Senate seat. And the Democrat side of that is going to be split because you're going to have Cinema uh, running as a uh, as an independent against a Democrat, which splits the Democrat ticket. Now Arizona is a weird state, so you know there's no telling, and it's a corrupt as hell state because again we still have that problem with Maricopa County, and as long as that problem of Maricopa County exists, Carrie Lake's chances are going to be pretty slim. But we'll have to see how that happens because if the Republicans are able to in uh, uh, in anywhere but certainly in Maricopa County if the Republicans are able to uh, ballot harvest uh, like they did in uh, California then they will be able to uh, overwhelm any cheating that the uh, that the board of electors in Maricopa County can uh, put up because there's only so much cheating that they can do. Uh, but again, we'll have to see. This is, this is a fascinating situation. Uh, and I, again, this is why I love politics. It's, it's just fascinating. There was still quote measurable End quote. I love this part. Measurable support for DeSantis. No, there wasn't. At the conference, according to a, quote, source involved with the event, end quote, the source cited a large cardboard cutout of the governor's face outside the main hall with some supporters posting positive messages and thoughts. This is, uh, go on Twitter right now and you're going to find not as much, but for a while there, there was just a ton of DeSantis bots on Twitter talking about how, how popular DeSantis is and how, what an amazing uh, candidate he is. And DeSantis is just wonderful and he's the bee's knees and he's the best and he's going to defeat this and he's better than and and all the while they're trashing Trump and they're trashing Trump actually more than they're talking up DeSantis but you can see this when you go on there and this is nothing but copium DeSantis has never never uh been anywhere close to Trump he's he's never been closer than i think 30 points to Trump um DeSantis let me tell you what DeSantis is and what DeSantis was. DeSantis had popularity, had popularity with the Patriot MAGA faithful because of how he governed Florida. And so, and word had it at one point that a deal was in the works between Trump and DeSantis that DeSantis was going to be Trump's VP. That's over. That's not going to happen. Probably not. Um, but the establishment, the donor class of the Republican Party, got a hold of DeSantis and convinced him that Trump was a, a loser, that he was going to fall to all of these legal issues that the Democrats were going to start throwing at him, which tells me that the establishment was complicit in all of this. And 
that uh, that he, DeSantis, was going to be the uh, the knight on the white horse that was going to come in and take Trump's place. And I'm sure that they talked DeSantis up and told him that because he was so popular with MAGA and conservatives, the conservative base, that he was definitely going to be the pick once Trump was removed from the situation. However, however, that is not what is happening. That is not what is happening at all, as is evidenced by this poll, um, that Trump is in by far, by far, the choice of the Republican base, the choice of the voting Republican base. Trump's the guy. There is no question Trump is the guy. The only thing that can stop him, the only thing that can stop him is the Democrats stealing the election once more. And as I have said, if that occurs, you can pretty much guarantee that there will be a uh, a national divorce. Again, starting with Texas and then Oklahoma right after the Gulf states, and it's going to go right up the center of the nation. That's how it's going to happen if it happens. Speaking of DeSantis troubles, evidence of DeSantis troubles. This from the Gateway Pundit, DeSantis campaign sheds staff. Roughly a dozen staffers are fired. And just as a side note, I want to point out an interesting thing that came to my attention yesterday. The Biden campaign only has four people on their staff. I want to repeat that. The Biden campaign only has four people on their staff. Now, this could portend two different things. The first thing that it could be is that the, uh, the Biden campaign has lost the support of the Democrat machine. That is possible. The other thing is, is that the fix is in. That Biden is the choice. They're not going to waste a lot of money on it. They're not going to waste a lot of time on it. They're not going to waste a lot of personnel on it. Biden is the choice. So, you know, he's not going to debate. He's not going to waste time and money on staffers or anything like that. At this point, I personally am not sure. I'm leaning towards the fixes in. However, Biden's legal problems are piling up. And the Biden White House is definitely on the defensive. All of the spokespeople that are being approached about the myriad number of, uh, of uh, legal problems, legal issues uh, that are going on, not, not the least of which is the most recent cocaine issue, uh, I think these things are piling up, and, and the spokespeople aren't even addressing them anymore. In some cases, they're actually just getting up and walking out on the press. So they're not even talking to the press, and the press is actually asking questions about this stuff. 
So Biden is starting to look weak. Biden's campaign is starting to look weak. And I've heard all kinds of rumors. There's, of course, the old rumor that has resurfaced that it's going to be Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama is going to run again. I, I really, at this point, don't see that. I have not seen any indication of that myself. So, eh, um, uh, I don't know. My per, I think it's uh, going to be um, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom. I think Gavin Newsom is is the uh, heir apparent, just as the establishment wanted uh, DeSantis to be the heir apparent to Trump. Uh, it looks like the uh, establishment Democrat machine has chosen Gavin Newsom to be the heir apparent to uh, Biden. They sure as hell don't want uh, Cackles Harris to take the job. So I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom, if anybody. Uh, again, I think Biden is definitely on the downward slope. His, his cognitive decline is more and more evident every day. The legal issues that he's facing are, are piling up, and I think what's going to happen is the Democrat machine and the establishment Republicans, the Uniparty, is going to offer him the same deal that they always offer uh, outgoing corrupt politicians. They're going to say, look, if you just retire quietly, we will make all of your legal issues go away. We'll make all of your legal issues go away. And and you can just, you know, go off and, and live your life. Uh, and, and nothing further will happen to you. If Trump becomes president, of course, that's not going to happen. Uh, Trump has already said, uh, his, his basically his new campaign slogan is, uh, elect him to get revenge on the government. And I think that's a really, really good campaign slogan. But anyway, yeah, I think uh, Biden is definitely on the decline. I think that the uh, Democrat machine and the establishment uh, uniparty are looking for a suitable replacement, and I think Gavin Newsom is it. Gavin Newsom has been making more and more noise nationally uh, in the press, in the, in the establishment press, which is why most of you haven't heard about it, because most of you aren't watching CNN or NBC, or CNBC, or any of the other alphabet soup uh, legacy media garbage. So, you know, that's why you count on me to tell you these things. But yes, I think Gavin Newsom is going to be the pick, if it's going to be anybody. I, I, I'm damn near positive it's not going to be um, Michelle Obama, and I think one of the reasons it's not going to be Michelle Obama is because the Obamas don't want to be under a microscope again, and they don't want to go up against Trump. They like being retired. They like being able, Barack Obama likes being able to, to you know, manipulate the strings without being uh, uh, under uh, the, uh, in the spotlight. It's much easier that way, uh, and, and I think he likes that. And if Michelle ran, then they would both once again be in the spotlight. And, and, and I think he's got enough skeletons in his closet that he doesn't want that to occur. 
That's, that's just what I'm saying. So I'm saying Gavin Newsom, if anybody, with regards to the uh, Democrats. So back to DeSantis. After less than two months, less than two months, folks, uh, he had that horrible, terrible uh, announcement on Twitter that <laughs> went so bad. It, it was just, it was, I mean, to say it was anticlimactic would be an understatement. Uh, I can think of a certain uh, problem that plagues middle-aged males, uh, a certain dysfunction that plagues middle-aged males. It, that's what comes to mind when his campaign announcement occurred on Twitter. It's, it was the same thing. So after less than two months on the campaign trail and amidst efforts to assure donors that his campaign has not stalled, <laughs> well, I guess technically that's true because it never got off the ground in the first place. Word comes presidential hopeful Ron DeSantis has fired roughly a dozen staffers with more expected in the coming weeks. Folks, if your campaign is taking off and doing well, you don't go around firing staffers. And another thing, let me tell you another thing that this tells me. This tells me, too, that the donor class is backing away from him as well because they know he's a loser, and so they're not financing him anymore. They have lost faith in him, so he is no longer the horse that they are backing. If he's firing campaign staff, that means that he is not getting financial support. And he was the pick for the, like I said, he was the prince. He was the, 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 the handsome little prince that was going to be their knight in shining armor, and he was going to steal back the Republican Party for them because he had the support of the MAGA people because of what he was doing in Florida. But when he came out against Trump, he lost all of that. All of his cred, all of his street credibility was lost like that. Like Thanos snapped. He was like, uh, Ron DeSantis' support, uh, political support, grassroots support, boom, gone. Not even, not even decimated. It wasn't even halved. It was just gone uh, because he went up against Trump. If he's firing staffers, then he's not getting financed by the establishment anymore. And if he's not getting financed by the establishment anymore, he has one move and one move only, ladies and gentlemen, and that is to back off immediately, to approach the crown, and to beg forgiveness. That's it. And to quietly take his place back as governor of Florida to sit out 2024 entirely, to give up hopes of being vice president, which was in the cards for him previously, and sit out the next four years very quietly, except for vociferous support for Trump, and then maybe he'll have a shot next go-around. But we'll see. 
I don't know. He may have completely destroyed himself, but he needs to back off right now. He needs to quit right now. He needs to fully throw his support behind Trump right now. And he needs to take back his job as governor of Florida, doing what he did. And he needs to work on his personality, too. I mean, he's coming off as, as well, as a cardboard cutout. But there you go. That's, that's the situation with DeSantis. He, I think he's in trouble. Um, the Gateway Pundit reported on DeSantis' appearance on the Maria, on Maria Bartiromo on Sunday morning futures in early July, where Maria pressed the governor on rumblings of a failure to launch. Oh my gosh. Again, putting it very mildly. I'm wondering what's going on with your campaign. There was a lot of optimism about you running for president earlier in the year. No, there wasn't. That's a lie. Nobody was thinking, gosh, I want Ron DeSantis to run against Trump, except establishment people. But nobody in the grassroots was doing that. Everybody wanted Trump. They know that Trump was screwed in the 2020 election. They know the 2020 election was stolen. They know that Trump is the true prince, that Trump is the true president, he's the true king, and that Prince John is currently the one sitting on his throne, Prince Joe Biden. But here's this weekend's headline from Politico Playbook, Failure to Launch Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' Campaign to Topple Ronald Trump has stalled. It hasn't stalled. It never launched in the first place. And another thing, by the way, uh, Politico Playbook, despite the fact that they are far left, is a very good uh, source of intelligence uh, to figure out what the left is truly thinking, as opposed to uh, a lot of these other outlets where they lie about what they're thinking and saying Politico Playbook is a good place to go to find out what the left is truly thinking. Maria was asking the question on conservatives' mind. What happened to Ron DeSantis? What happened to all the hype? Why the fizzle? No, that's not on conservatives' minds. That's, that's not what's on conservatives' minds. Conservatives' minds know what happened. We don't want him. We want Trump. NBC News released a campaign memo allegedly from Team DeSantis to his donors. DeSantis campaign memo. NBC reports they never should have brought so many people on. The burn rate was way too high, said one Republican source familiar with the campaign's thought process. People warned the campaign manager, but she wanted to hear none of it. This, again, is copium. This is What happened, again, was that the donor class got behind DeSantis and told him that he was going to be the guy. And they backed him 100%, and they got him all psyched up, and they got him all of these people, and they figured that was going to be the case. And they figured that, the, the, that indictment after indictment after indictment was going to take Trump down, and they would be able to move DeSantis up. But that's not what happened. The indictments instead, every one of them, just increased Trump's popularity because we know we know that they're not legitimate. We know that they're not real. 
just like Russiagate, just like all of the other, the impeachment after impeachment, all of the other things, we know their lies. We know their political hit jobs. We are not stupid. And so that's why we're the real conservatives are backing Trump. Real Republicans are backing Trump. Once again, we need to get rid of the establishment Republicans. And uh, gosh, how this is going to pan out, folks, I really, really don't know. Again, it's so hard to say because I was for a while there, I was very convinced and that that the national divorce was a guarantee but the establishment is deteriorating at such a rate and their the their popularity they may be indeed a paper tiger and what's happening culturally the deterioration of the left culturally in the united states is is accelerating exponentially so who knows uh that national divorce may not happen. What may happen instead is that a political revival, such uh, the kind that was uh, uh, talked about by uh, Alan West, occurs where the states just demand their sovereignty under the Constitution of the United States, take control of the elective, uh, the electoral process, and start electing good, solid people. Because if Trump can get back in to the White House, his plan is to uh, his plan is to institute a change in the status of employment for federal employees, so that they are no longer, you know, protected so that they can be fired. And then after he changed, I think it's called status F or something like that. His, his plan is to change their employment status, especially upper and middle management type personnel, and then go through and fire them. Fire all of them. That's his plan. And then uh, word has it that he's already got replacements picked for the major roles in like the intelligence agencies, the law enforcement agencies, and so forth. And then a massive purge can take place to remove all of these activists from their positions. Now, I maintain that that's not going to be enough. What needs to happen along with that is that they need to be fired and they need to be prosecuted. I can't remember who it was. I think it was an establishment Republican person, and this was last month. Um, he said something about if Trump gets into office, we're going to see unprecedented retri retributive rule or something along those lines. 
And that's what needs to happen, folks. And and the funny thing is, again, this is a typical tactic of the left. They they create, they they execute atrocities against us and then immediately whine about being victims of various imaginary things, various straw men, like racism or whatever. So, so just like a terrorist organization will, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll make an attack and they'll kill a bunch of people. Then they'll fall back and say, oh, well, don't, you know, don't say anything about us because that's racist or that's, you know, whatever. If if you if you attack us, that's racist. You're doing it because you're you know uh, an Islamophobe or something like that. It's the same tactic here, where they're saying, "Oh yeah, if Trump gets in, he's just gonna uh, do retribution against all of his political opponents." Well, yeah, because they're criminals. So yes, this is what has to happen, folks. Nothing will lose Trump political clout faster and political support faster than if he gets in and then doesn't execute justice. These people have committed crimes, actual objective crimes against we the people of the United States of America starting with the lockdowns let's just get let's just start with that there's more stuff but starting with the lockdowns the really and possibly knowingly being complicit actively complicit in the release of a biological weapon against the united states but certainly going along with the fascist lockdowns of the world economic forum and the World Health Organization, all of which were unconstitutional. There needs to be investigations, there needs to be prosecutions, and there needs to be solid sentences for every single person involved, no matter how highly ranked they are, politically, no matter how rich they are, this, ladies and gentlemen, is the United States of America. This is our country. We do not have a ruling class. The ruling class that currently exists is unconstitutional and illegal, and it must be prosecuted, and it must be sentenced. These are crimes against we the people, and Trump has to, he must provide us justice. We demand justice. All of the things that the Biden crime family are involved in, we demand justice. We demand justice. And, and as far as Biden is concerned, him being uh, a so-called former president, I personally think that that should be stripped from him. 
But because of his age, I think that what's best is that he uh, just basically be exiled, never to return. Something along those lines needs to happen with him, politically exiled or, or, or something along those lines. Whatever they, they wish that they could do to Trump needs to be done to Biden. And the Biden crime family needs to be prosecuted. Every single member of it, male, female, rich, whatever. All of them. All of the Democrats that were involved, every, there needs to be justice. We cannot have a nation with a two-tiered justice system, folks. That is one thing that will tear us apart. There's a lot of things that could potentially kick off this national divorce. And that's one of them. A lack of justice. The one thing that I can see that will absolutely set it off almost instantly the straw that may be the thing that breaks the camel's back is the 2024 election being stolen. Uh, but there are other things as well. There are a lot of other things. Anyway, as we said, I've already discussed the situation with Carrie Lake and uh, her uh, pick, straw poll pick, as VP, I think she would be perfect. Absolutely. If I had my pick, well, boom, her instantly. But again, to it would be a massive coup. Massive coup. If we could take an Arizona Senate seat. It would be a huge coup. Let's see what Gateway Pundit has to say about this real quick. I have not read this story yet. On Sunday, TPUSA founder Charlie Kirk announced that President Trump won the Turning Point USA straw poll with 85% of the vote. Vivek Ramaswamy won second place and polled ahead of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I don't think it's a huge surprise, but the winner of the straw poll with 85% is Donald J. Trump. Uh, the result of the preferred VP pick, results of the preferred VP pick were quite startling. I don't think so. The Gateway Pundit also reported that uh, out of almost 30 contenders, Carrie Lake won the CPAC straw poll for vice president with 20% of the vote, beating out Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. I've already covered Ron DeSantis. Nikki Haley is more establishment than Ron DeSantis, and she is a war hawk. Okay, anybody that supports the war in Ukraine, gone. Not even in consideration. Not, not a, no. So, no. All right? If, if you even mildly support the war in Ukraine, No. The war in Ukraine is, is that's a totally different. I'm not even going to get into that. That is a rabbit hole I'm not going to go down right now because I'm running out of time for this particular show. But uh, Lake is the clear favorite for President Trump's running mate in numerous polls across the country. And I can't argue with that. Again, like I said, I'd love to get that coup in Arizona. Oh my gosh, that would be huge. 
And I don't see anybody else in Arizona that could do it. However, I think at this point, Arizona is too swampy. It's too corrupt. I just don't think it's time. But with her as VP, that's pretty much a guaranteed another eight years after Trump. And could you imagine... (laughs) Carrie Lake being the first female president of the United States would an absolute kick in the teeth or kick in the balls that would be to Hillary Clinton. Oh my gosh, that would be classic. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the show for today. I want to thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard, well, you can check my videos out on rumble.com, bitshoot.com, and odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E.com. I have a TikTok channel as well. And uh, I have, if you would like to support me uh, financially, uh, then you can check me out on, uh, right now the only place I am at for that is uh, locals.com. I have a channel on locals.com which admittedly I have not been keeping up like I should, but doggone it, I am going to. And uh, uh, any of the, like my video shorts especially, I'm going to be putting up there on my Locals channel, uh, as I do on TikTok and everywhere else. And my long long form videos are more going to be on uh, Rumble and BitChute and Odyssey, if you prefer those. But... uh, I prefer Rumble myself. Rumble is kind of the place to be. It is, I believe, the uh, YouTube killer. So um, I think TikTok, uh, not TikTok, I'm sorry, Twitter, was planning on doing something like that. And and they do have, they do allow long-form video posting. But Twitter is just really heavily swamped with, uh, with bots still. And that's a problem. And I think, I think honestly, Rumble is the up and comer. So again, if you want long form video, if you like long, long form video that is not censored, check out Rumble. Most of the people I follow nowadays is on Rumble. I used to spend most of my time on YouTube. Now I spend it on Rumble. And for my nerd stuff, uh, my nerd stuff, I, I spend more time on Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com. And uh, so there you go. But again, I digress. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, if you are listening to this podcast on Rumble uh, or Odyssey or BitChute, um, hit the like and subscribe button down below. Share this out there to uh, folks. And uh, you can hit me up in the comments if you have comments, concerns, questions. And you can reach me again uh, for the same thing on my email, docbryantshow, one word, docbryantshow, at zohomail.com, z-o-h-o-mail.com. And uh, thanks again for listening. I will talk to you all later.